You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Hartigan Stapes and Broughton invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I wanted to call this episode my uh, my second victory lap, the re- the relapping. But even I've mostly forotten that I even won an award at this point. Oh, that's he what you were referring to. Oh, that thing. Yes, I yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's how far away from all of our memories it is <laughs> that no one even knows what I'm referencing at the top of the show. He is James Harding, my work wife. Hello, Joe's babies. And he is Matt Proud, my work mother's abusive boyfriend. Shut it. <laughs> Perfect. Coming up on today's show, James has like 10,000 orgasms over the show, The OA. <laughs> Joe has 10,000 orgasms over Logan. Matt has no orgasms because he hasn't had a human feeling since 1997, but he is going to talk to us about the Rosmanov live stream. How many orgasms is Lee Jones having? Oh, my God. I've never seen that. I mean, that man is always excited. He wakes up excited. He goes to sleep excited. He is very excited. We are going to have a 40,000 orgasm show. Looking ahead to that stream for Matt and Lee, but also we are looking ahead to Panama on today's show. That's when we're getting the whole band back together. More on that later. Still no television shows to speak of, but we're going to continue with the Poker Stars Fat Cat budget-friendly top fives. <laughs> this week, the top five WTF moments. What? That's right. The what moments from uh, the top five from the Poker Stars archives. Also on today's show, Adventures in Online Poker. These two clowns played an online home game last week, and boy, do they have stories. Don't overpromise, Joe, otherwise we will underdeliver. <laughs> I actually have no idea if they have stories or not. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're having Elkion as our guest today. Yes. And he's going to play another game of sick, so sick, or not so sick. And by the way, <coughs> I couldn't hear this. I've been sick. <coughs> yeah, I have to say, you are looking... You are looking peaky. Now, I put that down to the fact that when we record, it's really early in the morning for you. But even more so than normal, you're not quite yourself. Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, I've been, I've, I was really due. I haven't been sick in years and I've been like pretty intensely sick over the last few days. So I apologize, guys, if I seem a little off today. Uh, finally, super fan versus Stapes. We've got Andrew Peeper, whose specialty subject is the original Rocky. And this will segue into our obligatory movie chat quite nicely. Nice. Guys. Confession, I have never seen Rocky. I've never seen any Rocky movie in its entirety. <laughs> I mean, until you did the research for the Superfan quiz, obviously, like, you know, probably last obviously, night. Obviously. Well, yeah, I was planning on watching it this week. I had my days off. Um, it's just one of those movies that pop culture's kind of ruined. Like, it's been parodied and lampooned, and it's just so much that, like, I don't, I don't care to see it. Like, nothing – Short of Daniel letting me house sit for him for a month with unlimited <laughs> postmates deliveries and overnight guest privileges would get me to sit down and watch these movies at this point. It's also one of those films which has been slightly ruined by its sequels in that the original was kind of uh, very much like the underdog story about an ordinary guy and the sequel was just... I mean, was it Rocky Four that had the 80s robot in it? Yes. I mean, Rocky Four was the only one I really can say I have seen multiple times. I guess, I don't know what year Rocky Four came out, but it was the right time for me to go, I'm watching films now, and this one has got men <laughs> punching each other in slow motion with fantastic lighting. Well, let me get this out of the way now before our superfan comes on, because I don't want to upset him or offend him, but I actually consider yeah. Rocky to be one of the most undeserving Best Picture Oscar winners in history, because in 1976, you also had had masterpieces like All the President's Men, Taxi Driver and Network. Three of them are, those three films are three of my favourite films of all time. None won the Best Picture Oscar, Rocky did. I think Rocky's a fine film, but it was not deserving of Best Picture. Also, sorry, never seen Taxi Driver. Oh, Joe, come on. How can you be a film student who hasn't seen half the great films, scratch that, three quarters of the great films ever made? Because we, we've been over this, James. I was not allowed to see R-rated movies until I turned 17 years old, and I went to film school immediately thereafter. So uh, there was a lot of catching up to do. Now, there's no real excuse at this point in my yeah. life, except for, again, it's one of those things where I'm like, I've seen a million parodies of Robert De Niro standing in front of the, you talking to me? Yeah, and but that's so, like, 30 just, seconds of a two-hour movie. 
Of course, but what I'm saying is like these things that have been like parodied so much and like pop been become pop culture jokes that it's like hard to sit down and actually watch this. I am very good for the most part at seeing new movies, and I will say, guys, I went to see Logan last week. It is a fucking masterpiece. Joe, it is so good. Yeah. Did you cry in it? I did cry in it. <laughs> like we can't even do a game anymore. Like did Stapes cry in it? Like obviously Stapes cried in it. We're just gonna have to do like an over under as to how many times I cried well, in it. I figured that if you, you, I think you've cried through every single X Men movie. So it, well, you. Ha I wanted to see if you could actually work through the entire franchise tier free, and the answer is no. I don't think I cried during X-Men Origins Wolverine, to be oh, I fair. Did, because it was so fucking bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. You guys, I, I'm, I know this is like kind of a hot take. Logan is like almost as good as The Dark Knight. Okay. Wow. Take in my opinion, it's it's fantastic, Matt. I'm shocked that you didn't see it. I just, I just, I, I just haven't had the time in my schedule to get to it. And also, it's like I hate going too early when a film's out because I got to sit with other people, and you know how much I hate other people just generally. No, you do hate humans. Yeah, so it's not really. I, kinda, I normally have to wait until at least like a week has gone, and then go at the most unpopular like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. That's sort of how I can guarantee there'll just be some other people who also hate people. I know you're not huge in going to the movies either, James. It, it is really, really good. Yeah, no, I, I do really want to see it. I mean, when the first trailer came out, I was like, this looks awesome. This looks like, you know, an adult X-Men movie, the Wolverine movie we've all been waiting for. I will get it around really to is. seeing it. But yeah, again, I, I don't get to the cinema that often. I was going to ask, Matt, based on my recommendation last week, have you had a chance to watch any of the OA on Netflix? No, I, I haven't. It is on my list, to be honest. I'm playing catch up a bit because while you guys are watching real premium, like the best of Netflix and Amazon Prime... I'm playing catch up because for all of like December and January, I was like on BAFTA Film Watch, so I had to abandon all my TV shows. Right. And I'm kind of catching up with the complete opposite end of the spectrum, which is all the really shitty superhero TV shows I watch because they've lured me in. When I started reading comics, the first comic I ever read when I was a little kid was Iron Man. And I'm happily just an Iron Man reader. And then when, one day he'd turn up all battered and he'd go, wow, that was a hell of a fight with Thor. And there'd be a little asterisk and he would say, as chronicled <laughs> in the West Coast Avengers. And I was like, what? So then I'd have to buy that comic, and then there'd be a fight where someone else would turn up going, wow, that was a hell of a war we had, and it would go asterisk as chronicled in Quasar. And so I would end up spending a fortune in the comic store because I just had to follow it. And that's exactly what the TV shows have done to me. Supergirl's bleeding over into Flash, which is bleeding over into Arrow. Meanwhile, I got Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is referencing the film. So just being a full-time nerd, I mean, it's not probably the same level of quality, as your programs, but it's keeping me pretty fucking busy. <laughs> um, I'm going to shut up about this show after this week, I promise. But honestly, I loved it. It is a polarizing show and plenty of people have fed back saying they just didn't get it. They think it's substandard for Netflix. I just really connected with it. I thought it was really ambitious, really well written. And I don't really want to say too much about it. Don't. But there is a spirituality about it, which I really connected to and it really affected me. And the final episode, I just, you know, when you watch a TV show or an hour of television and you just sat there, I'm so blown away by it that you just sit open mouth thinking about it. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but it really that kind of, it did move me. The only show that did that to me was Deadwood, where I sat there just thinking, uh, partially because it wasn't an actual ending to the show. They didn't know the show was ending, so I just sat there thinking about it forever. I will say, James, that I have spent hours upon hours watching the menu for the OA. <laughs> like I've, like I've, I like brought it up on my screen, and I was like, "Do I have the attention span for this right now?" And then I would fall asleep. Um, not. <laughs> not watching it i actually have this you know how people do like those pickup lines where it's like hey girl like a, one of mine is like hey girl are you an ice cube tray because i want to bang you on my kitchen counter during a party uh <laughs> one of them is hey girl are you netflix because i want to stare at what you got for hours before ultimately falling asleep unfulfilled and that is what i've done with the oa <laughs> i've like had it like ready to go but just couldn't quite pull the trigger i probably will this week definitely pull the trigger anyway last week Matt and I weren't watching TV, we were making TV. Adventures in Online Poker! If you consider Twitch to be TV, because it was the second ever PokerStars TV home game. Not TV. And 
I'm pleased to say that this time there were no technical problems, which I'd kind of like cast the first one out of my mind, Matt, because do you remember we had these audio issues, we had to keep going off air, resetting, coming back on. What about the nuts? On. Is that considered to be a technical <laughs> issue? No, that was a feature. That was a special feature that had been <laughs> planned. and re We rehearsed that for hours on end just to make sure that the peanuts went in the right direction. It is ridiculous that sitting in a plush, custom-built voiceover audio technical booth we actually had far less problems when we actually just put a table from my dining room up in my spare room and plugged it into the wall. Yeah, although you had one of those massive Yeti mic things, right? That and is you, true. You said, yeah, if it's flashing, it means it's muted. And the thing is, you never know when you're being trolled by Matt <laughs> Broughton. I'm like, is, is everything I'm saying now definitely isn't going out on the internet. James oh, is oh, like no, James. running in racist rants and it turns exactly. out the, the mic wasn't <laughs> muted at all. It's muted now. What do you really think about that Joe Staples? <laughs> <laughs> just stream. Um, a big thank you to everyone who not only watched but also played in the games. We had numerous tournaments over the course of the night. And bizarrely, and I don't know how this happened, yes, they were small fields, so I guess the probability is going to be increased. Matt and I were literally sat either next to each other or across from each other at the same table in every <laughs> single tournament, which is slightly awkward when in real life you're sat next to each other and can see each other's screens. Yeah. It is slightly awkward, too, like when you're trying to sell online poker to someone, you're like, no, 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 it's totally legit, don't worry. And someone's like, what if you're playing in the same house as someone? You're like, don't worry, the chances of you being <laughs> at the same table are so slim. Boom, same table. <laughs> Boom, same table. Exactly. The thing is, I didn't help myself, is in all the preparation, I was kind of very, like, single-minded about making sure the tech worked, making sure that, we, you know, Joey, you dialed in, I want to make sure that worked. I had this mic I'd not used on my set before, a camera I'd not used before. It, it took much longer than it should have done, but I really didn't want it to be like, and Matt's going to look after it, and it all just goes horribly wrong. <laughs> right. But the one thing I had not realized, I'd kind of forgotten that I got to play poker and people are going to be watching me. So I'd signed up for all the games, and of course, it's my game being shown, and I'm like, oh, God. And at one point, I'm like four tabling and trying to make sure everything's thinking of And I just must have played some of the worst poker in my life, because at one point, James going to be, now, Matt, why have you why have you made it 3x there? And I'm like, did I? Where? Which game? <laughs> and I, honestly, the thing I am most disappointed about is I probably put in one of the worst showings as far as poker goes, because I just, I just no point, and I realized that it's going to be playing poker through the stream, and it's my poker that's going to be streamed. It was just the least of my worries, to be honest. You managed to suck out on me when it mattered, so... Yeah, well, that, that's it. I mean, that's all that, that really Yeah, matters. and of course, what that else was, is there? I think that was probably the biggest difference from last time, is obviously you could be a part of it, Joe, and obviously you dialed into the stream. Uh, we had a couple of Play Money games as well that you could join in from the US. In the main event where Matt and I had bounties on our head, Andy Gibbons, who has appeared on this show as a superfan, whose pub game we went to with this podcast production, he claimed my bounty again. So last time around, we had kid poker posters up for grabs. He claimed my bounty, won a poster. This time around, he gets uh, he got the baseball cap for knocking me out. So um, Consistency, that's the most consistency. impressive thing in poker. Um, for me, I, I just enjoyed the range of snacks and, uh, and beverages <laughs> that Matt Did offered. James eat you out of house and home? Yeah, I had, I had like that. You know that thing like we have when we're on location where there's the table and there's a pile of drinks over here for James's side of the table and there's a pile of drinks from mine and yours and all of a sudden all that it's almost like as if my house was tilted because all the drinks seem to be just sliding, <laughs> just sliding. There, i had a trail trail mix i had a, a, a mixed fruit and nut. just it all seemed to go just towards jimmy and i don't I... really think i ate a single thing I would, uh, if James was coming to my house to do any sort of broadcast, I would put up like one of those big hamster bottles, like with the ball <laughs> on the bottom of it, for him to just whack at it so he can get his drinks that way. I wouldn't go with individual bottles for him, no. I mean, I thought it was it was really good fun. I think everyone who took part seemed to really enjoy it. I think everyone who was talking in the chat on Twitter yeah. and in the Twitch chat really seemed to enjoy themselves. I think... Probably the mistake we made is not doing after a live stream because obviously we talked about it extensively on this podcast, but clearly there are a lot of Pokestars TV viewers, a lot of fans of the live streams who didn't know about it. And I think if we do it after a live event, that way we can really talk it up and have the best possible number of fans joining in. In fact, there are some podcast listeners who didn't know about it because as Matt rightly pointed out, some people save them up. Yeah, they know they're going to yeah. be going on a journey and they might have saved the last five podcasts for their journey. And they're only just hearing that now there was a home game in early March. So we're announcing the newest home game. It's going to be April 2019, April 7th, <laughs> 2019. Put it down in your calendars now. We're all about it. 
I'd like to think we can do it a bit sooner than that. And hopefully next time, <laughs> what I think we should do as well, because it's only right, is make the main event a free roll. We'll put some money in the prize pool. We'll have bounties on our heads again. And then we'll also have the side events, the cash games, etc. Yeah. inside the home game club. So you can still have that kind of intimacy of playing against fellow PokerStars TV fans, playing against the likes of us. But the main event, I think, should be uh, something a little bit bigger. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the thing for me that was lovely, and again, a big thanks to everyone that did come along and chat with us and play with us, is it was almost entirely familiar names. It was all of our proper fans that tune in for the broadcasts and have kind of kept us afloat all this time. So it was nice to actually have some proper one-to-ones with those guys and to see them all sharing the same table. So good job, everybody. So that's what we were doing. Should we talk about what we're going to be doing now? Bring it on. I wish you guys could see my air guitar right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you've actually told us what you're doing there because I wasn't sure what the right hand was actually tugging. I mean, well, it was also yes. almost masturbation. Yes. Uh, the Poker Stars Festival Rosvadov is one and truly underway. And my friend and colleague, Matt Broughton, Hello. is heading out to the Czech Republic in a few days yes. to stream the last two days of the main event. Yes, absolutely. March 13th and, uh, no, it isn't, sorry, 12th and 13th, the last two days of the main event. It'll be from 12.30 Central European time on the Sunday and then 1 p.m. on the Monday. Uh, it's a bit of a weird scenario because myself and you might have heard of this guy, Lee Jones. I think you're Lee your personal Big Horse Jones. Exactly. Please include the big horse. The big horse. Sorry. Okay. Is we will be bringing you that coverage. Um, it's weird because we are actually going to be doing the, the the commentary live over cards up stream to us, but then there's a delay on us. So in fact, the thing that's going to be a little bit weird is we're used to being given the feed thirty minutes or more on a yeah. delay and then being in sync with the audience, whereas here it's weird. Me and Lee are going to be in sync with the game, but the the actual stream feed that comes out to the audience is going to be 30 minutes behind. So it's going to be a little bit weird for people thinking that I'm just ignoring their tweets and their chat in Twitch, but that's the way things are going to go. Um, I'm really excited, to be honest. It's going to be a very different experience, I imagine, than any of the stuff that we normally do. Um, I think the key thing to say is, for viewers, it's going to look different to what they're used to because obviously this is very much a king's casino rosvedov production it's their set their table their graphics it's not going to have the look and feel of a normal pokestars tv production but the good thing is it's cards up and the good thing is you are going to have the endless energy and boundless enthusiasm of lee big horse jones yeah i mean i don't know if he can keep going for 48 hours but i'm pretty (laughs) sure he probably will I have no doubt in my mind that he will. And I think what's great, man, is that you may have lost the audience interaction, but the only person that you will be able to interact with in real time is Lee H. Jones. <laughs> and that's fantastic. Like, you're going to have to just rely on him and his endless, boundless energy to get you through 48 hours. I, I am also a little bit worried because my, my journey is a little bit bit grim in that i got to fly into Munich. i got like a three and a half hour cab drive to Rosadov. And that was already playing on my mind that that's going to be pretty pretty grim. And then I found out that actually I'm going to be sharing that that cab with Lee Big Horse Jones. So <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to make it to day one of our output on Dude. the Sunday without having already like hung myself from the inside of a wardrobe somewhere. Now, Matt, you look back on our road trips to Deauville as some <laughs> of your fondest memories <laughs> yeah. of being on the European Poker Tour. Yeah. New fondest memory, you and Lee Jones, three and a half hours in a cab. It's possible. I'm holding one in reserve because when I then travel from Rosvedov to Panama, I've got a 4.15 a.m. cab that's four and a half hours from Rosvedov to Frankfurt to then be followed by a 12 and a half hour flight to Panama. I'm just waiting for them to say, by the way, Lee, as an act of solidarity, (laughs) he doesn't need to do it, but he's coming to Frankfurt. (laughs) And that they'll be, hi, man. (laughs) <laughs> so I I don't know. No, I think I think we'll be fine. In fairness, the good news is I I've missed Lee to be honest, being with us in person on the last few stops. Yeah. Now that he dials in, because I feel like we had we had found a nice little rapport and, and and moved into a groove. So I'm kind of a little bit a little bit nerdy, excited to see how me and Lee work out as a little commentary team. I can't wait to see how you work out as a couple. <laughs> well, of course, you're going to have some guest commentators as well because there's various members of Team Pro on site. And I know that Jamie Staples is very keen, if he doesn't run deep in the main event, to join you guys on the stream. And, of course, Elkie, another popular streamer, is going to be there as well. Uh, so let's preview 
the Rosvedov Festival with a member of Team Pro, with a guy who's playing the main event, with a guy who hopefully can be part of the stream. We welcome to Poker in the Ears, making his second appearance on our podcast, The Elkster. Hey, guys. How's it going? Elky, not only are you in Rosvedov, but you're in the middle of a cash game right now. Or like, are you in a hand? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just folded. I just folded, actually. So uh, I'm taking one a bit off. I tell you what, Elky, we'll keep this brief because we don't want to keep you from your pokers. Uh, what, what are the stakes in this game, by the way? Is it a cash session? Uh, yeah, it's a 100-100 uh, blinds mix. 1-1 one, one, PLO, 1-1 one, one, no limit. Okay, and uh, how are things faring in the game at the moment? Are we up or are we down? Uh, we're down, actually. Sick hand, man. Oh, my God, so sick. 7-9 uh, on 7-7, seven, seven, do <laughs> rainbow, and then it comes one of our clubs. How sick is that? That is incredibly sick. Have you got <laughs> Mal 5 with you on the table? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's another Mal 5, though. I got, the, I got the one with blood, you know? The bloody one. You can see it. You can see uh, it. He's got a bloody the... Mal 5 with him. <laughs> Language. I think it might be on PokerStar stream, too. Is it on PokerStar stream or on the Poker Room King? Poker Room King's stream, you can see it. Yeah, by the time people listen to this podcast, Elky, the stream will have stopped. But but, but they, I'm uh, sure King's Casino appreciate the promotion. You are now a resident of the Czech Republic, am I right? Uh, yes, you're right. But obviously you normally are in Prague rather than Rosvedov. Yes, but uh, Rosvedov is a much better place to play poker, except during the Poker Star Championship, which I hope they will have this uh, December. Hasn't been announced yet, right? No, there has not been any announcement of any potential PokerStars championship in Prague, but we'll keep an eye out for one. Elki, what's it like so far living in Prague? Is it just like anywhere else? You're just in front of your computer most of the time. Uh, it's great. I really I really love Prague. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful city. People are really friendly and uh, there's always action and it's, it's super nice. Yeah, it's pretty convenient as well. Very, very well located. So uh, I've been loving it. I noticed that on social media the other day, you posted a picture of your girlfriend Jenny like asleep with her mouth open was she very angry or incredibly angry when she <laughs> saw that photo later mm, she was just uh, she just pretended to be very angry but I think she's more angry than that but uh, <laughs> I, have my I have to look over my shoulder every time now I Elky has got to sleep with one eye open. Elky, look, you're playing in a cash was, game now. It was now. too good of a spot, right? I mean, it was too good of a spot. Would you do it, Joe, if you had a girlfriend? Uh, the <laughs> thing is, I would never have a girlfriend, so I really don't even know how okay. one gets into yeah, but that that's situation. Why it's hypothetical, you know, in, in the hypothetical situation, if you had a girlfriend one day, would you do it? Yeah, probably. I, I'd find some way to fuck it up. Elky, you're playing in a cash game now, and it seems like you're every time I look at your social media, you're tweeting about StarCraft. You're tweeting about Hearthstone. If you were going to make a, like a pie chart of how you spend your time, how would you divide it between all of the games? Well, it really depends. I mean, like now it's like the PokerStars Festival going on. So usually when there's like PokerStars Festival or big, big event on PokerStars, I play like poker full time. And then like it depends what uh, what's going on in the in the world around me, right? If I'm at the gaming event, then of course I would be like watching games or playing more games. But uh, but now there's a poker stars festival going on in Rosvadov, so I'll be playing a lot of poker and uh, I'll be playing a lot more poker the last next few months actually because I'm gonna be in Macau and uh, Monaco and Sochi. So I'm gonna be like uh, besides Panama, I'm gonna be the next free free poker stars championship. So it's gonna be a bit more poker, you know. It's like so, really timing dependent. I can I can spend I can spend like a week without playing, or I can spend two weeks with playing nonstop poker. It really depends what's what's going on at the at the particular time. How would you rank the three games? Like if you had your choice and could make a living, like just as much money playing poker as playing the rest of them, what would you play? Well, it's difficult. I mean, what I love also I love the poker game. But also, I love the the lifestyle, you know, and the destinations and traveling around the world to play. It's like. A, Happens a little bit in gaming, but uh, not as much as poker, I think. So, I think, uh, and uh, I really loved playing StarCraft back in the day, but now I don't think I don't think I could do it to be honest, because it's just too uh, too difficult. Also, you have to practice like twelve or fourteen hours a day, and it's just like stuff, man. If you're playing poker or StarCraft twelve to fourteen hours a day, how much time does that leave you to mind meld with the mothership and spend your time in their stasis fluid? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not that much, actually. That's true. That's why. It gives me enough time to take a picture of Jenny with her mouth open, though. <laughs> now, Elki, obviously, I appreciate that you're out there to play poker. I, we've got the main event coming up at the festival in Rosvedov. But if things don't go your way in that tournament, as you may well know, Matt Broughton is going to be out there with Lee Jones streaming the last two days of the festival main event. Would you be able to drop by the booth and help those guys out? 
Oh yeah, of course, sure, I'll do it. I also, I'll be, uh, I'll actually be streaming a Q&A here, I think on the 12th as well, with uh, with Jamie and I think Randy. So uh, so for sure, I'll, I'll be, uh, if things don't go my way, I will, uh, I will be commentating with them. You'll be very, very welcome in the booth. Very nice. They're not going to call my mouth Mal 5 too, probably. Bring bloody Mal 5. <laughs> bloody Mal. <laughs> Bloody Mal. Uh, guys, should we uh, cut right to the game and get Elky back to his cash game? Yeah, I'm just thinking we're keeping Elky from a 100-100 cash game that's being live-streamed so he can play a round of Joe Stapleton's Sick or So Sick. <laughs> Elky, do you remember and this? Also, uh, Go on. Yeah, I remember this game. Also, I'm paying my blinds anyways, you know? So. It's, oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Joe, I'll, I'll just uh, have Joe owe me one. Fucking most expensive, stupid game ever. Here we go, really quick. The three choices are sick, so sick, not so sick. Here we go, question number one. The new Logan movie, sick, so sick, or not so sick? I haven't seen it, actually. I would guess it's kind of sick, but uh, I haven't seen it yet, so... All right, kind of sick, says Elky for question number one. Question two, Kevin Martin being on Big Brother Canada. I haven't seen it either, but that's pretty sick. Uh, poker player on Big Brother. Two things he hasn't seen. Not so kind of sick and kind of sick. How about number three here? The case of Looper from Taco Bell. Sick, so sick, or not so sick? The what? What is it? The case of Lupa. Part quesadilla, part chalupa. I haven't tried it either, actually. <laughs> oh my god, we're 0 for 3 so far. Last week tonight with John lucky, Oliver. Yeah. Last week tonight with John Oliver. Sick, so sick, or not so good, sick? Dude. I haven't seen it either. Joe, right, Joe when, when are you going to, do, to learn that Joe? poker players do not consume popular culture? Okay, here we go. Yes, question question number five. Elky, here we go. Ready? Lucid dreaming. Sick, so sick, or not so sick? What dreaming? Lucid dreaming? Yeah. <laughs> oh, lucid dreaming is so sick. It happened so sick. Time. Finally, hey. we're on the board that's with a super, so sick. So, so sick, yeah. Woo, finally. <laughs> Number six here. The song I Will Walk 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. Sick, so sick, or not so sick? Uh, what song? <laughs> and I will walk what? 500 miles, and I will walk 500 miles. <laughs> by you, it's definitely so sick. I don't know if it's <laughs> so sick, but... Uh... <laughs> Moving on, on to American politics. The system of checks and balances. Sick, so sick, or not so sick? <laughs> What, what was it? Sorry, I, sorry, I can't hear well at you here. Oh, actually. Christ alive, let him back to his poker game. <laughs> this is, we've only got seven more. The system of checks and balances. Uh, I couldn't hear because you guys all speak at the same time, but uh, I guess he's not so sick. Not so sick, he says. <laughs> yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, just a couple more for real. Uh, smoke detectors, sick, so sick or not so sick? Not so Save you from a fire. Not so sick. Okay, uh, Charlemagne. I like to be on fire anyway, you know? It's nice to, it's nice to be on fire at the poker table. <laughs> on fire, Elgie. Charlemagne. Sick, so sick, or not so sick? What was it? To what? Sorry? Charlemagne. Leader the of the Holy Roman Empire. Oh. The, the Holy Roman Empire? Yeah. Like Charles IV? Oh, so sick, dude. You know what happened? I went, I went to visit the Pratt Castle, and he had a heated room in like 1300. You know what? I'm just going to take that. The heated room in 1300. So sick. Two more to go here. Quinoa, Elky. Sick, so sick, or not so sick? Not so sick. Not so sick. Not a fan of quinoa. And finally, Elky, smoked salmon, but as an idea. <laughs> as an idea? As an idea. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean an idea? It's quite smoked uh, salmon, okay. but like as an idea. But as an idea. Okay, I guess it's so sick. So sick! He says it's so sick. Elky, go back to your cash game. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god, that was All an right, even bigger you. car Here's, crash than I could me, have you possibly predicted. Your, but you owe me two hundred euro, Joe. Thank you. Elky, yeah, I love bye. you so much, buddy. We'll see. We'll see you in Monaco. See you guys. Our thanks to Elki. So, get your Latin spirit on because straight after Rosvadov, Matt has a horrific journey <laughs> to <laughs> Panama. Yes! We are Panamaniacs and Panamania begins. So sick. 
on the 16th of March. That's when we start live streaming. Five days of main event coverage, starting on day two of the main, taking us through to card-up coverage of the final table on the 20th of March. Pokerstars.tv. Now, time zone confusion alert. Joe, what happens in America this weekend with time? Uh, spring ahead. Daylight savings. Your clocks go forward, right? But yes. not in Panama, where being close to the equator, they don't touch yeah. their clocks. So we will be operating on Eastern Standard Time, even though most of North America will have switched to Eastern Daylight Time. So when we say we're starting at noon, we're starting at noon EST, which will be 1 p.m. EDT, which will still be 5 p.m. GMT, because our clocks don't change until the end of March, 6 p.m. CET. What? Sorry? <laughs> All this taking place at 2 p.m. IDGAF. I, I don't give a fuck. No, I have to, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but that's what I have James for. James is my world clock. I should just have like a picture of James in the corner of my computer being like, uh, not being funny, Joe, but uh, it's time to uh, to do the podcast. I think crucially, what people who are on the Eastern time zone need to understand is that we are going to be starting an hour earlier than they think we are. But as far as Europe's concerned, the normal deal, 5 p.m. GMT, 6 p.m. CET, apart from on cards up days. And we have got free rolls every day. And I guess because we have that time difference, we're only going to do the free rolls in Panama because they're going to hit prime time mm -hmm. in Europe kind of late evening i think it's 9 15 central european time when the free rolls take place and so we'll be able to play them on location on site and once again rolling over from the bahamas we're going to have the 100 bounties on the three of us so knock out waster joe stapleton or J. Hartigan from any of the free rolls across the five days that's a hundred dollars in your poker stars account i kind of have a mandate set up for uh for panama so there's this girl i've been seeing and um I really want to sleep with her and I haven't yet. So she's like, you should hang out with my friend in Panama. He's like a DJ in Panama. So I'm like, okay, whatever you say, person I haven't slept with yet. But the second I do, I'll stop doing whatever it is we're talking about. So I, I have a, I have a mandate in Panama. That's it. Yes, slightly weird. Uh, the only other thing to say that we will be doing in Panama is, of course, uh, an InVision version of this podcast. I think we're going to be recording it on the Saturday, the 18th. So it'll obviously be aired on Pokestars.tv in the next 48 hours, and then we'll release the audio version through the usual channels. We are in need of a super fan, and I don't know how many of our listeners are planning to come to Panama. I don't know how... I guess the field is mainly going to be local, but there might be a few players coming south from North America, from either the US or Canada. But if you know someone who's going to be in Panama, if you are planning to come to Panama, if you would like to be on the show, please hit us up. Hashtag poker in the ears because we'd love to have you competing in Superfan versus Stapes. Let me put it out there in Spanish. Donde esta los superfans? <laughs> and we, I'm sure that'll do it. Okay, I'm sure that we're going to have a flood of applications now, which I won't be able to <laughs> read or understand. So yes, join us, Pokestars.tv, 16th of March. That's when Panamania begins. Uh, if you go to that particular website right now, however, you can watch something else. TV Recap. Because we continue... Well, actually, this is the last one. Uh, we have been releasing these top five countdowns. There are now 16 of them in total. And wow. episode 16, as I tweeted today, might be my favorite ever. It is the top five WTF moments. Five hands that literally what? make you ask WTF. And we begin, as we always do in any countdown, at number five, a hand from Copenhagen, 2007. Theo Jorgensen, all in with aces. Richard Toth has queen nine suited. And Theo, I have to go with my instincts. I call. <sighs> what? It's one of those horrible, horrible moments where you just think, why, didn't, why did you say anything? Why didn't, why didn't you just go for it? And then find out you were wrong. But to have made that announcement says, I have I have my spider senses tingling. I th I think I've got you here. I think I've got you here. Oh no, I'm absolutely upset. And is it I think it's your commentary. Was it was it you that, that they some, where it says I oh, my instincts are good, I've got a good feeling about this and you're like, No, don't no, don't, <laughs> no, no don't yeah, do James is great in this. But uh also uh he's right. 
What do you mean? He wins the he wins the Oh, hand. I see. We're playing results now. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he had to trust his instincts. Do you think his instincts were that Queen High were good, or his instincts were that it was going to come four fucking hearts? I think his instincts were that Queen High was good, bizarrely. Um, but <laughs> the flop looks so innocuous. Yeah. And Theo's already kind of like shaking hands and thinking he's going to get the double up here. And then the turn card. Yeah. And... Lee Jones, who has been a prominent part of this podcast today, says that is the best possible card that Toth could hit. Then comes the river, and that was the last we ever saw of Theo's lucky hat. I know. And the thing is, Theo is such a genuinely lovely bloke out of all the blokes <laughs> that have like you know been in and out through our doors. Is if there's anyone you hate to see that punched that hard, I think it's got to be Theo. I was early on in his career. He's done fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we fast forward um, quite a lot of years to Dublin, 2016. The present day, just about. Pretty much. And uh, a player who featured in last week's countdown, Gilles Bernier, heads up against Dmitry Ivanovic in the main event final. And this is one of my favourite failed bluff attempts of all time because it's the side call from Ivanovic, which I love, which is, well, I've got bottom pair and a flush draw. I'm probably behind. Oh, no, I'm not. What? If Bernie's got 1% <laughs> equity, he's practically drawing dead when the money goes in. Yeah, I think this is just one of those sometimes you just panic and think, I just don't know what to do. I know if I make it look really scary, maybe I just win, just like, and then we can all go home and I can practice breathing properly. This is the hand that made me a believer that he was an amateur. I don't know if you remember, but when we were doing the commentary live, there was a lot of people saying like, oh, he's no amateur. He plays plenty. And I was like, oh, is this all just a ruse? Is this just a gimmick for him to pretend like he's super nervous, but he's actually like a reg? He's a and then when I saw him play this hand, I was like, nope, nope. He's definitely... <laughs> definitely not a reg. He's definitely not a professional poker player. I mean, as he says at the end of the hand, well, at least you now know I'm a huge fish, right? It's very, very kind of him. Um, this next hand, I think you should talk us through this one, Joe, because you and someone who sounds remarkably like you were the commentators <laughs> uh, for Vanessa's Jack 7 against Prahlad Freeman's Aces. This is so painful to watch and not just because this never aired on television in America, but because Vanessa loses a $340,000 pot. What? And the weird thing is, like, I listened to the commentary on this, and yes, my voice makes me cringe because it was like, <laughs> what do you call it, Matt? Your lady voice. <laughs> my lady voice, like scared Joe, who hadn't really, like, developed his voice yet, is on this. And also, yes, Scott Huff was on there with me. But, like... I remember at the time really thinking it was important to like cram in the justification as to why Vanessa might play the hand this way. And when I'm listening back to it now, I'm like, nah, man, like she's punting. That's it. Like, <laughs> the commentary should just be punt, 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 punt. And I love it when it's going, well, it's going to be a pretty easy fold. She's going to fold any second here. No, no, it's still going. And there's just Phil, Phil Lack leaning over it going, well, that's a, that's a super brick. And like just all the, the other players <laughs> yes. just getting involved and going, oh, God. It's at the end when Antonio was like, I literally have no idea why you just did that. <laughs> yeah. He goes, he, I actually wrote it down. He goes, honestly, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> like, he can't <laughs> even. Like, no one at the table can even justify it for any reason. It's and, and, so painful. And Prahlad looks so embarrassed. He's just like, N nice playing with you, Vanessa. Which he says about five times. Uh, yeah. Now, Matt, I know that last week you voiced your kind of reluctance to accept cash game shenanigans. How did you feel about the whole running it three times thing? Do you know what? I actually, I like a complete hypocrite. I quite liked it when they ran it a few times because my argument was before with the insurance thing, it feels like if you get to the point where there's like 300 grand in the middle, there should be 300 grand in the middle. And I think with the running it multiple times, that, well, as we saw in that clip, it's still a potential situation you've stupidly got yourself into. And now that's on the line. So I don't mind the running it three times or two times or whatever because at least no one's like kind of taking their money back effectively yeah and and also like look 
yes, you're not playing a $340,000 pot, but you're playing three $110,000 pots, which is still pretty fucking significant. Yes. Um, Now, the next two hands, hand two and hand one, are two of my favourites that I've ever seen and ever commentated (laughs) on. And the great thing about the penultimate hand from the Canada Cup is I haven't seen this, Joe, since we actually voiced the stream back in 2014. So to see this again was a great reminder of one of the most insane hands of poker we've ever called. The four-way all-in that ended this multi-day tournament. It's crazy. And I'd not seen it. I'd not seen it. It was awesome. It was a great reminder also that occasionally we get things right on the first take. Like, the, look, pull well, actually, back you say that. a little bit. You say that we didn't because I thought that Notkin raised under the gun. In fact, it was a Gibbons. He limped with the Kings. But that aside, yes, it was... It was all. Well, fired. what I mean is that look, and to, to peel back the curtain a little bit, sometimes if something's really important, we'll go back and re-record it because yeah. uh, we want to make sure it's right for it to live in in perpetuity on the internet. And this is one we didn't. This lives the way we originally called it. There's a couple little flubs in there. There's some things that are maybe not completely accurate, but it it, it lives the excitement of it and the sheer. Uh, absurdity of it uh, lives on. See, the irony for me is as soon, and it's really interesting that that conversation, as you say, it turns out to be your your, uh, your original kind of commentary because I knew that. I knew that because having had a couple of examples of Joe, like, you know, doing his rehearsed, you know, some real great poker insights and some real like statistics. <laughs> and this one, Joe just bangs on trying to make name-based gags <laughs> about knocking. He's going to knock in everybody out. Look, we're watching him knocking all of the other players. And I thought, that's classic live Joe, just trying to make <laughs> as many gags based upon the easiest name he can find. Rather than, well, I think a lot of the time he's going to fold here because uh, he must know his equity. And I'm thinking, no, this is live and uncut Joe just no trying to get idea. as many what gags anyone in. anyone would do in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> to I be have fair, no clue though, what ranges are. That's one of those hands where there's nothing to analyse. It's just enjoy the roller coaster ride of it enjoy the carnage and congratulations again three years on to the qualifier robert notkin how who won. do kings hold i, I still <laughs> watching it back how the i know how do you kings hold uh talking of kings uh darius Sahato has kings <laughs> oh, in God. the first hand number one on the countdown uh jan heitman actually tweeted at me about a couple of hours ago saying I still have dreams about this hand. The <laughs> biggest slow roll in poker history. Team Germany takes a timeout because facing an all-in, they're not sure what to do with aces. <laughs> My number one note on this hand is that Jan Heitman looks like a different guy, and I think it's because this hand changed him. <laughs> and who is the guy that is, like, speaking to the camera? His Canadian accent is... Like a cartoon character. Who the fuck is that guy? I can't remember his name, but one of the other players in Team Canada is Mike Dietrich. He might remember finaled in Monaco a couple of years later. It's amazing how the World Cup of Poker introduced us to some of these online (laughs) legends who then would kind of turn up on the live circuit I, later I also, down the line. I also, again, props to James, who another like deadpan delivery where, where the Canadian guy looks at the camera going, we're, we're feeling good, we're feeling good. And James just going, you shouldn't be. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you know, when you can see all the cards, you know what's going on. I had a note that this was the second best slow roll ever. Uh, second only to when Chris Moneymaker slow rolled stapes in that media tournament uh... some years ago. That, that was my personal favourite. But this, I mean, this is just... Their, their faces when they see what's happening. It's just like, is this a joke? Is this for real? Well, I mean, I remember Jan Heitman has obviously talked about this hand extensively and he's translated what was said in the timeout area. And of course, they say to this uh, to the player at the table, like, what have you got? And he says, I have aces. And Jan Heitman's immediate <laughs> response is, what the fuck did you call a timeout for? <laughs> Followed up by, I am now going to go back, apologise to the Canadians and buy beer for everyone. <laughs> James, isn't did wasn't there some controversy with this hand? Didn't it get portrayed live differently based on I, wasn't there I do think that in the TV edit there is certainly the insinuation that Jan Heitman signals for a timeout before yes, the player at it. the table. The way I remember it live is that very much it was the player at the table who, who called the timeout. And I think that the uh, Americans who produced the show were probably trying to protect the, the online player a little bit, the inexperienced player. Um, but to be fair, I just think he wants to know, is it right to, is it right in a 
structure where you earn qualifying points the higher up you finish, is it right to call here and put your tournament at risk even if you have aces? Yeah. It's like that whole, you know, if you're playing the main event of the World Series in the first hand you get are aces, do you, do, you, do you just get it all in there? And a lot of people are going, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, like there's no equity to be, I can't win the whole tournament in the first hand, can you? And all that, <laughs> all that kind of like old school clobber. But yes, um, so a series of really fun hands to watch, uh, available to watch at pokestars.tv if you want to check out that recap. Um, wow, God, time is catching up with us. So we have got a superfan waiting on the line, so let's get to this week's quiz. Superfan versus Stakes. And this week we welcome, from the state of Nevada, from the city of Las Vegas... Andrew Peeper, welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you, thank you. Andrew, uh, I had you down, I had your first name down as Scott. Any idea why I would do that? <laughs> uh, no idea. Do you feel like a Scott? Have you ever been a Scott? Scott is the name of my best friend, so there, uh, maybe there's some uh, so- something going on there. That's what I was thinking of. Joe's <laughs> like a really bad TV psychic. I- I- I'm kind of sensing your, you know a Scott, there's a Scott in your life. <laughs> Andrew, what's your deal, bro? What do you do? Uh, I play poker. That's it. You're a professional poker player. You're grinding that, the, you're the live scene in Las Vegas. That's it. That's it. What's your room? Where do you play? Uh, Caesars is my favorite property, but I'll uh, go go where the action is. So you're playing a lot of the 2 a.m. Sands tournaments, the, the 3 a.m. Binions? <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of live cash. Although I did just get back from uh, L.A. I made a sort of deep run in the uh, uh, WSOP Monster Stack uh, over the weekend. Oh, that's cool. Congratulations. Who is the like the most well-known grinder that you see regularly that you're like, oh, not this fucking guy again? Um, probably this guy named uh, Brad Owen. He has a uh, bl- vlog on uh, YouTube. He's uh, he's he's always around, and he's like your nemesis. <laughs> We're good friends, but uh, it, it, when, not when he's on my left. And what is your favorite time to be playing? Because I used to like to play at Caesars when Pure was letting out. Is that still like a good time? <laughs> well, it's not Pure anymore, but <laughs> yeah, it's Omnia. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great because the po- the poker room's right next to that club and. You see guys just come out come out of the club and whatever money they have in the pocket usually ends up on the poker table. So wow. It's yeah, a- <laughs> it does. I love the fact that we've got a bona fide poker player on the show in the superfan slot. Andrew, what the fuck are you doing coming on the show competing for like really late last prizes? should be prizes? a guest, right? Not a superfan. <laughs> this is like really expensive per minute spent with us. That's like, like your profit graph is just sliding down, sliding down. <laughs> Such a bad use of your time. <laughs> he doesn't have an answer for that. He's just gonna laugh. At the <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> I've got a confession to make. First and foremost, is that I don't know one if I've ever watched all of Rocky. <laughs> and if, if I did, it was like when I was six years old. And and so I did. I did a Hartigan. I outsourced the questions. I actually sent it out to a, a, a guy that some of us on the team know, Andy Selzer, who he oh, and his sure. wife. He and his wife are huge Rocky fans. And actually, when I approached him and said, I might need help, he said, oh, actually, we only watched it a couple of nights ago. So <laughs> my timing was perfect. And that's how keen are. But the other thing that went through my head just on the journey here today was once he appeared on camera of something we were doing, and I referred to him as, oh, there's the potato. And for many, many months afterwards, some of the team referred to him as the potato. And I'm thinking he might have been stewing on that for years. And he has taken this as his opportunity to get me back by giving me a whole stream of bogus Rocky questions. See, I had no idea you gave birth to the potato. I'm aware of the fact that it's a nickname that he absolutely hates and gets very angry about. I didn't realize you were the source. It was a real off the cuff is that we, you know, it's one of those wide shots where you're just looking at the the floor and just Andy walked across me. Oh, look, there's the potato. And I just got some laughs in the gallery at the time, but sadly it did stick with him and I feel quite bad for it. Okay, so how's it going to work, Matt? Is it is it in any way um, handicapped in favour of Joe because he never gets any questions right? Or? No, no. There's, there's <laughs> and actually... also, it's been well established that I've seen neither Rocky nor any of the subsequent films. Right. Well, as always, we've got this scenario where you can just go for a straight answer and get two points, or you can go for the multiple choice. Although I would I like say it. that this whole game starts with an opportunity for both of you to just get out of the out the gates with three points. So this is my three-point starter, Apollo Creed. Joe, have you heard of Apollo Creed? 
I have heard of Apollo Creed. It's uh, it's shining in the night sky right now. It's okay, one of the <laughs> more uh, visible constellations. Okay, he is one of Rocky's well-known nemesis who becomes a friend. Don't worry about it, Joe. It'll make sense. He has many, many nicknames. I've got six of his nicknames here. And what I'm going to do is just bounce between you and Andrew, and I'm going to try and see if we can get as many of these ticked off. And this is worth a point each. And just to be clear, if you say a name which is not an official nickname of Apollo Creed, you're out of the game. Oh, really? Wait, out, how... of, out of the game? We're not out of the entire quiz. I mean, out... <laughs> no, 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 this is going to be the shortest Superfan <laughs> segment ever. All right. Okay, well, look, I'm going to give Andrew... You, you have the uh, the chance to, to start this, so can you give me one of Apollo Creed's nicknames? Master of Disaster. My friend, that is absolutely correct. That is uh, one that I had. Joe? Sir Fisty McPunchington. That is not one of the names I was looking for. Back to you, Andrew. Honestly, yo, seriously, are you look? Are you looking at the director's cut? Uh, <laughs> not, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, go, give me another one. Uh, I believe one of them was uh, the King of Sting. That is correct, Joe. Back to you for your second chance. <laughs> not mentioned that I've noticed in the film, and uh, your third chance, three for three here, Andrew. Do you want to give me another one? Uh, the the Dancing Destroyer. That is correct. Joe, do you, do you want to try one more time? Apollo, more like Apollo High. <laughs> really, really lame. No, uh, you could have had also the Prince of Punch and the Count of Monte Fisto, which is no. one of my oh, favorites. Man. No, <laughs> that's no. not real. The Count of Monte Fisto is something I could wow. have come up and with. You know right. that, I, if, if anyone was going to be it, that was gonna, definitely going to be the one. So already <laughs> after this opening round, where I guess we're 3 0, aren't we? Yes, Andrew has three points. Joe no, has No, I'm like none. Rocky. I like to come from behind. I like to, I'm the underdog. <laughs> Right, okay, off into the main questions. This first one is for Andrew. Uh, and again, you can just answer it for two points or you can uh, take the multiple choice for the options. So, how much does Rocky make by winning his first fight against Spider Rico? Uh, he makes $40. Wow, spot on. Is that two uh, points Matt, or one? I'd like to That's... take the multiple choices, please. <laughs> no, um, it was $100, two burgers and a Coke, a lot of respect, or $40, but $40, it's two points there, James. Okay, two it's points. fine Two now. burgers and a Coke is my guess. Yeah, um, no, that, that question's <laughs> gone now, Joe. Move on, leave it behind. Okay, Joseph, in his boxing career, Rocky is really proud that he has never what? Don't forget, you can take the multiple choice options, but that will mean it's just one point. He's never taken a dive. <laughs> That is not the correct answer. Do you know what? That's what I would have guessed as well. No, the actual correct answer was that he has never broken his nose. Broken his nose. Yep. And in fact, Joe, there's a boin... A boin... Boinus? Well, does, a boinus? That, does, does that mean that Rocky <laughs> has taken a dive then? No. Is Rocky a dirty <laughs> cheat? Well, no, it, it's the fact that he doesn't talk about it. All right? Stop Can trying to make this... Can you prove that Rocky is not proud of the fact that he has never taken a dive? No. Okay. Ding. Okay. Give me the dick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put like a squiggle by. No, no, name. no! Jo I'm giving Joe one point. Oh, for okay. That. Wow. <laughs> My God, how desperate are we to make Joey have a point? I heard a ding. If I hear a ding, I give someone okay. a point. That's well, how it works. Here we go, Joe. There's a bonus point here. How yeah. many times has Mickey, who I imagine you have no idea who Mickey is, let's not worry about it now. <laughs> Come on, Rocky! Exactly. Come on, it's the penguin from Batman. So, how many times has Mickey had his nose broken, Joe? I have multiple choices. <laughs> yeah. Once, twice, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, or twenty times. Twenty times. Oh, you were so close. Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen is correct, but that's, I'm afraid I can't give you that point. We've got to give Joe some sort of hope here, haven't we? <laughs> okay, back to you, Andrew, for your official question. The promoter, okay. Jürgen, suggests four other fighters for Apollo before he decides upon Rocky. For one point, you've got to give me two of the other four fighters. Oh, oh. thank mm. God! I love it when they take a pause. It's really embarrassing if you just yeah. rattle off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no multiple choice in this one. No, no. There are four, uh, four options. I had seven points to zero. Bro. <laughs> Greedy. Um, one of them was uh, uh, Mac Lee Green. Um, I, I, it's not no? on my. It's not. I've been told that the Jurgen is it Jurgens or Jurgens? Yeah, Jurgens. Yeah. Jurgens suggests his four other fighters. That's not the names I have on my list. 
Oh, okay. Well then, uh, I guess we'll move on then. <laughs> okay. He's conceding defeat, okay. just like Rocky when he <laughs> takes a dive. The dirty cheat. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, so you, you no no chance with this one, Andrew. You think you, you're done with this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What were I the can, answers? I can tell you it was Billy Snow. Ah, oh, Billy. Uh, Big Chuck Smith. Oh, Chuck. Bobby Judd. Bobby. And Joe Zack. Joe. Sorry. Okay. Uh, back to Joe. Okay, Joe. Rocky falls in love with Adrian. Adrian. His best friend Paulie's sister. I had no idea they're related. But what is Paulie <laughs> and Adrian's surname? Again, you can go for it. Or you can take the multiple choice. Adrian's surname is is Coppola. She's a Coppola. <laughs> God's sake, Joe! Just take the multiple choice. Try and get, try and get right, like. Give yourself a chance. Exactly. All right, give me the okay, choices. Oh, are we allowed to give him the? the no, get on right. with it. That's not okay. real. Like obviously, her name's not fucking Coppola in the movies. Is that Man, legit you guessed by me. You said that that was the answer. That's what we. Well, look, there's a there's I a heard bonus. A, I heard a ah. If I hear a ah, if you move on to the next question, that's okay. how it works. There's a bonus here. Your options would have been Panino, which was the correct answer. Gennaro. Panino. Gennaro, Fumagalli, or Chino, or Margaretti. For a bonus point... Gennaro is from, is from Die Hard. That's not the question, Joe. One of the <laughs> false names given means blowjob in Italian slang. Which one? Fellatio. <laughs> God's sake. No, it was Bocino. Fumagalli means smoke the chicken, which sounds a bit dodgy also, but so no points there. What was the correct answer? The correct Canino. answer was what I just said, Bocino. Oh. <laughs> right, okay, back to Andrew. Finally realising that he can't beat Apollo, Rocky proclaims to Adrian that all he wants to do is... What? Again, two points for the answer, or I can give you multiple choice. Take a dive! All <laughs> <laughs> he wants to do is a boom boom and a zoom zoom. Andrew, rescue us. Like Hercules, he just wants to go the distance. That is absolutely correct. Also, for a bonus, how many rounds is the distance? Fifteen. Another point. How are we doing on the scores? Um, assuming that that the original question was worth two. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was a total of three points added to the five that Andrew already had, so the score is eight-one. So this appears to be the biggest of my many embarrassments. Don't worry, there's a couple of things with bonuses coming up, Joe. I've got, I've, I've got faith in you. Okay, Joseph, on, on what national holiday does the Balboa versus Creed fight take place? Again, two points for just going for it, or I can give you the multiple choice. I'll take the multiple choice. Okay, you've got Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, or New Year's Day. Memorial Day. <laughs> well done. It was New Year's Day. There's a bonus, though, Joe. The terrible day for a fight. Stupid. <laughs> on Bad what, screenwriting. On what key day do Rocky and Adrian have their first date? And I shouldn't help you, but it it was wait Halloween. whoa 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 whoa. It was one of the ones that was just given as the multiple choice for the uh, the original question. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> who the fuck goes on a date on Christmas Day? I don't know. I mean, who has a boxing fight on New Year's Day? I guess Good is point. the only question. All right, Andrew, let's... Uh, let's Wait, what was the answer? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Andrew. Oh, show up. What a fucking show up, Andrew, from Las Vegas, or as I like to call it, Lost Wages. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely priceless. Oh, so good. That's, so that's going to go down along with chipping a chair. Oh, that's a had, to, had to hit you guys with that one. <laughs> Andrew, on the eve of the fight, Rocky complains that his picture has the wrong coloured shorts. Jurgens replies it doesn't really matter, does it? But, Andrew, tell me, what is the correct colour of Rocky's shorts? Two points for the straight answer, or one point if you want to take the multiple choice. I may have this reversed. But I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. Oh! It's, uh, hey, go it's, fuck uh, yourself! <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, I think it's, uh, white with the red stripe. Man, you nailed it for two. Wow. <laughs> okay, last... 10-1. Okay, score. this last, uh, this last one Question is... Question number six for Joe. Spell Rocky. It's, it's, uh, you get a point for each letter. Spell the word Rocky. <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. Uh, this one is worth eight points, Joe. Good luck. Rocky loses the fight, but what does Adrian lose? Multiple choice available. Keep it clean. <laughs> right. Not a chance. It's not her virginity. 
Correct. Although that was one of my multiple choice options, in fairness. In the movie, though. That's just right. Adrian loses. It's not her two front teeth. It is... Uh, go ahead, give me the multiple choice. Okay, it was her purse, her hat, her shoe, her virginity, her will to live. <laughs> Fudge. Uh, God, it's between... I want to say it's between her hat and her shoe. I gotta, I gotta get something here. She loses her shoe. <laughs> you were 50-50. It was Dude, her hat. So close. And that, oh, thank, thank the gods above, ends our tremendous Rocky quiz. Well done, everybody. So the final <laughs> score, 10 points to Superfan Andrew, 1 point to Joe Stapleton. Congratulations, Andrew. You have crushed this Rocky-themed quiz. Um, as an American, uh, sadly, we can't give you a tournament ticket on PokerStars, but we can give you a much-coveted, soon-to-become collector's item. Everyone loves a chop pot hoodie. I will accept that. Thank you very much <laughs> for getting up early, giving up valuable playing time, eating into your hourly rate, and coming on the show. Yeah, well, this is more more eating into my uh, sleeping rate than my hourly, but <laughs> still valuable. No we, know, we know everybody keeps odd hours and lost wages. Thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, guys, it looks like I uh, I lost wages there. <laughs> and on that note, we're not going to drag this out. We are all out of time for this week's show. Next week, we will be in Panama. Panamania is coming. I think I should say to people who literally just wait for that regular release of the podcast on a Thursday, they're going to have to wait a bit longer for this one because number one, we're not even recording it till the Saturday. And number two, it's got to air on Pokestars.tv first. So imagine it'll come out on like Monday, Tuesday of the following week. Yeah, so uh, don't hold your breath if you're waiting for that regular release, which I'm waiting for desperately right now. I have got to get to the bathroom. I am not feeling well. Until Panama, for James Hardigan and Matt Broughton, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>